To help of Hashem, we are learning Babakama Daf Ayin Aleph. We left off on Daf Ayin Aleph Amad Aleph. The Gemara is quoting from the Mishnah Ganav, the Tavach B'Yer Makipur. And as we spoke out when we learned the Mishnah, if someone steals an animal, an ox, and he shechts the ox on Shabbos, being that for violating Isure Shabbos, a biblical violation, there is Misas based in Skila. Based on the rule of Kamlei B'derabaminei, the Ganef will not have to pay the Arba V'chamisha, or by the Ax Chamisha, because he was high of Misa. However, said the Mishnah, if a Ganef stole an animal and shechted it on Yom Kippur, even though on Yom Kippur one is not allowed to work under the penalty of Kares, but there is no Misas based in for Yom Kippur work, Therefore, we don't apply the din of and the Mishnah says the Ganaf will have to pay for the ox five times the amount. Amri says the Gemara, they asked in Yeshiva, Am I, even though on Yom Kippur there is no he of Misas based in, there is no punishment of death in the hands of a court, but Malkus Mia Ika. But you get Malkus. When the trader says, don't work on Yom Kippur, that's the rule. If Hashem says, don't do, and one did it through an action, generally you get Malkus. And the Kaimelon, and we have a rule, the Eino Meshalim, that you don't get Malkus and pay. So simply for the fact that you get Malkus for violating Yom Kippur, you should also be off the hook of paying four for the lamb, five for the ox. Answers the Gemara Amri, they responded, it must be that Hamani, that who is the author of our Mishnah of Meir? And as Rashi in the second line from the top of the Amid brings us Rav Meir from Masechtem Makis on Dav Dalit. They were speaking about the typical case of Edom Zoyimimim, which are rules that we'll use both in this Dav and in the next Dav. So quickly to speak it out, if two Edom come and testify, this is we're going to call two Edom group number one, that they saw in our example that Reuven lent money to Shimon. And as it is with all testimonies, the Beisden is going to start to inquire from the Edom. How much money, where did it happen, you know, what location, what time, and all that is part of their testimony. After Bezdin accepted their testimony, and based on the fact that they are believing now that Reuven lent money to Shimon, they're poskening Shimon, you owe money to Reuven, if two other Adam come, and they tell the Bezdin that we don't have an opinion whether Reuven did lend or if Reuven did not lend, we don't know anything about that. However, one thing we do know, that the first group of Adim, they were not in the location that they said they were to be able to witness the loan from Reuven to Shimon because the Adim were in Manu Hoyisam, the Adim were with us. Now the Torah believes the second group more than the first group. You have to understand that the first group, by them testifying that Reuven lent money to Shimon, they are implying that they were there to see it. Nevertheless, in this scenario, when the second group is not contradicting the content of their testimony, when they're only saying to the Beisden that the witnesses were not there to see it, we believe the second group. And the Plato says, you do to the second group whatever they wanted to do. To, now we know that Shimon was really innocent. Shimon did not owe any money. He never borrowed the money. So the Adam have to pay that amount of money to Shimon. Now there also the issue is, it says in the Seres Hadibris, don't bear false testimony. That's again a love for which there is Malchus. Rav Meir holds that when Adam Zoyimim, they both get Malchus for them testifying falsely. And in the case that we gave, they'll have to pay the penalty. Back inside, the Hamani Rav Meir, the Amar Loika Umishalim. 
And therefore, Eina Hanami for violating Yom Kippur, you get Malkus. But Rav Meir doesn't hold that since you got Malkus, you don't have to pay a penalty of money, you get both. One second, asks the Gemara, understanding that the reason why Rav Meir holds that Leika Umishalem is because Rav Meir does not hold of the din of Kamalei B'Darabimini. Well, if that's the case, asks the Gemara, I Rabbi Meir, Afilu Tavach B'Shabbos, even if the Shechet on Shabbos, even when there's Misas Beisdin, maybe Rav Meir will hold like Umishalem. You, you kill him, and before you kill him, Umishalem, or you take the money from his estate, and the Chit, and if you're going to tell me, now, like Umishalem Isle, Rav Meir holds Malkus and money, yeah, but Mace Umishalem Leisle, you know, which he really holds of the concept of Kamle, he only does not apply by Malkus, that cannot be Veloi. Does he not hold that? Vahatanya, and recording a Braisa. And it says in the Braisa, Gona Vitavach Veshabbos, that if a Ghanav steals an animal and he shakes it on Shabbos, Chiv Misas Beisdin, or Gona Vitavach Lavi Dezora, if a Ghanav steals an animal and he shakes it for idol worship, Misas Beisdin, or Gonav Shoyet Haniskal. A Shoyet Haniskal will be, for example, like we learned a lot earlier on in the Masechta, if an ox killed a human being. So the din is, even by the first time, that Hashoyet Yisakel. And as we learned from the moment Beisdin Paskins, the ox have to, has to be put to death, the owner cannot even have benefit from the animal. And as we learned, and we will continue to learn a concept, that the moment halacha does not allow me to derive any benefit from something that's mine, it's no longer halachically mine. Now the din of a person having to pay the owner four or five times if they shecht, that's only if they shecht an animal that belongs to the victim. Once it's no longer the original owner's, as we learned previously, recently, then the one who shechts it won't have to pay the penalty of Arbava Hamisha. So it says in the Braisa that if a Ghanav steals a Sharhan Iskol and he shechts it, steal in all of these cases, Mishalom Abba Hamisha. Now really, this is something that we'll have to explain. Why will that be that way? Again, the if it's a Sharhan Iskol, it doesn't halachically belong to anyone. It's like Hefkid. There is no value. You can't own something that is valueless. So we'll get back to this in a moment. The problem is... The point is, is that we see from Rav Meir in this Braisa that Tavach Umachar Ganav Tavach B'Shabes that Yechayev to pay Mishalem Abba Chamidah Rav Meir and the Chacham Ma'paytrim. So the question is, well, perfect. It's nice that our Mishnah goes according to Rav Meir, but the Mishnah should have said a bigger Chiddush. The Chiddush should have been not only if you're Ganav Tavach B'Yom Kippur are Yechayev, if it's Rav Meir. I already say, Ganav, the Tavach, the Shabbos, you're going to be Chayv, and that is Shikta's Rav Meir, as we have in the Braisa. Um, answers the Gemara Omri, they said that Bar leave out this Braisa from our discussion. Why should we leave this Braisa out? Or other people say that that you should know that Rebbe Oven and Rebbe Ila and Vachol Chavrusa. They all say in the name of Rabbi Yechanan that this Braisa is speaking uniquely about a Toiveyach al Yidei Acher. If the Ganef would have himself shechted an animal on Shabbos, Rav Meir also holds Kamalei B'Darabamine. Like in the Shalem, Tak is an exception, which is how we explain our Mishnah Yom Kippur is Malkus, Loike Umeshalem, but on Shabbos you would be exempt. I, why is it that in the Braisa Yechayev? That's because the Ganef is not the one that violated Shabbos. 
the Ganif was the one that told Shliach, I want you to shech this animal for me. So what's the din when it, the normal rule is, Ein Shliach Ledvar Who was the one that's Chayiv Misa? The Shliach. Ah, so the Ganif is not Chayiv Misa. So he has to pay. But what's the obvious question? Just like the Ganif is not Chayiv Misa, because Ein Shliach Ledvar then why should the Ganav be the one having to pay Hamisha if he didn't shech, the mechi, v'zem Or if that's the case, why does he have to pay Hamisha for the ox? So Omar Rava, Shani Hocha, when it comes to the unique penalty of Tficha, since the Omar Kra, Utevachai, Oi, really it says Oi Mecharai, but again, the Gemara seemingly leaves out the word Oi, Utevachai, Umecharai, and the Torah juxtaposes, Tvicha to Mechira, there's something unique about selling an animal. How many people are needed to sell an animal? At least two people. You need to have the seller, you have to have a buyer. So says Rabbah, Ma Mechira Ali Achar. And who's hived to pay the penalty? Who has to pay the, the Arba Vachamisha? The seller. The seller cannot say, one second, I didn't sin by myself. There was someone else involved. You're not off the hook. The trader says you sell something that you stole. If it was an ox or a lamb, you have to pay arba v'chamisha. Aftvicha, there's an exception that even al yedei acher, meaning that you didn't do it at all, you appointed a shliach to do it on your behalf, you're going to be chayef to pay the chamisha. So now we explained our Mishnah. Mishnah is Rab Meir. Rab Meir holds Kamlei. The Brais is speaking uniquely when he appointed a shliach to shech the animal on Shabbos. Who's chayev misa for Shabbos? The shliach. But the Ganif, the Mishaleach, will have to pay Arba or Chamisha. Says the Gemara, the way Rabbi Yishmael, Tana, they learned in the Yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael the following Tana, that how do we know this unique din, that when it comes to slaughtering a stolen animal, we do say, Shliach Ledvar Aveira, Oi, Ledavai says Shliach. Oh, the Torah could have said, Utuvachai, Umacharai, the Torah adds the letter Aleph, making the word Oi, that's Marba the Shliach. In other words, that even when there was a Shliach, the Mishaleach is the one that has to pay the Arbava Chamisha. The Vechiskiyotana, Tachas. It says Chamisha Bakar Yishalim, Tachas Hashoir. The Torah could have said Chamisha Bakar Yishalim, Bashoir. The word Tachas is extra. What Rabbi says, Hashliach. It's amazing that since we have three different sources for this exception, and by the way, we had this in Kedushan, remember that by Me'ilah, it's also an exception. That by Me'ilah, there is Shliach Ledvar Avera. Here we're learning an exception, that by Tficha, by Aganef, Yei Shliach. In other words, who's going to be guilty to pay Arba Chamisha the Mishaleach? We have three different sources, so the Gemara takes it as a given that the Chachamim agree with it. So, Ma'askevla Marzutra, Mi'ikemida di'ilu avad ihu, Le'imachayev, how can it be that something that he himself would have done, if he would have shechted the animal on Shabbos, he would not be chayev to pay? Because of Kam Lebedar Abimine. So how can it be that for something that he would be exempt, if a Shliach does, he will be Chayv. It's not logical. How can the Shliach bring him an obligation that he would not have had he done it himself? Amar Avashim. That Hossam, when he does it himself, It's not like, as we spoke at the end of the last year, that come late with the Rabbimine means that you are absolved of the lesser sin. No. If he would have shechted it himself on Shabbos, he's chayef for Chilul Shabbos, and he would be chayef chamisha. Elamah Bezdin cannot collect it from him. It's uncollectible because they're punishing him for violating Shabbos. Elamah the come late with the Rabbimine. 
However, if he sends a shliach, the shliach, being that the shliach is the one that's high of Misa, so now you could collect the money from the Mishaleach, and again, we have these three different sources to teach you that here he is, the Mishaleach is the one held in account. So now asks the Gemara, and as we spoke out, there are so many different uh, hints in the Torah that will, like, that will teach you that here we have an exception. This, the Mishaleach should be Chayiv. And that is the case of the Braisa. So why did the Chachamim say it's Pater? It's amazing. The Gemara didn't want to say, the Chachamim say it's Pater because ain't Shleich Ladvar That's not what the Gemara answers. Amri, they answered, I want you to know that Man Chachamim, who is the Chachamim? Rab Shimon. And what did we have in the last Mishnah Daf Ayin? Daf Shimon is the one that holds Shechita She'ener Ruoyeloishma Shechita. When are you chayv to pay the extra penalty aside of Kefal of Avar Chamisha, Either if you sell it or if you shecht it. What is shechting an animal? A shechting that halachically makes the animal kosher to be eaten. Which is why we had at the end of the Mishnah Daf Ayin that if a person shechted an animal, a ganav, and the animal turns out to be treif, or if the Ganav shechted Chulun Bazara, Rab Shimon says you won't have to pay the Chamisha. Why? Because you're not allowed to eat it. So we're going to show you now the one opinion, as we'll learn, we learned, we learned this in the last Masechta, or two Masechtas ago, that when it comes to a person violating the Shabbos, can you eat that food? The normal example is when you cook something on Shabbos. What we're going to go here to shechting on Shabbos. That Rab Shimon holds, as the Gemara is going to point out, that since you're not allowed to eat, that which you shechted on Shabbos, or you're not allowed to eat that which you shechted to Avay Dezara, that's why you are exempt. But there's no shechita, because you can't eat it. So they, answer, they ask back, Omri, one second. Or in the case of Asher HaNiskol, the latter two cases of the three cases of the Braisa, I get it, shechita, she'en ru'uyahi, it's not ru'uyam. However, Ela, Shabbos, as we learned in a Mishnah, if a person, God forbid, breaks the Shabbos and Shechts. Or, says the Mishnah, nevertheless, the animal is kosher. So, how will you explain the Chachamim by Ganav and Vetavach B'Shabbos? Why Potter? So, Amri, they answered that Savar law, Savar means Rab Shimon, because we said the author is Rab Shimon of the Braisa. He's the Chachamim that holds Shechita She'ene Ru'uya Lo Yishma Shechita He holds like Rabbi Yechren Asandler The Fran as we learned Or the Tanya as we learned in the Teiseftim HaMevashul B'Shabbos Right, we know these dinim from Shulchan Aruch Now let's go to the source And learn again The three way Machleikas Tanoim So we're going Min Hakal El HaKovig The most lenient opinion of Shittas Rabbi Meir So says Rabbi Meir Chavra Halkop B'Shoigeg if a person cooked bishoigeg, then yoichal, meaning he couldn't eat it. Let's read inside the Rashi. Rashi is somewhere a little bit under the middle of the Ahmed mark in Rashi. Rashi is gavaldik. Bishoigeg yoichal afiluhu ba'atzmai. Not only can another person eat it, but the one who did it can eat it. And avafilu ba'ibayim even on Shabbos. Amazing. Shoigeg, no consequence. You can eat it for sure. Other people can eat it even on Shabbos. Back b'meizid, says Rabbi Meir, loy yoichal, meaning he cannot eat it. And again, Rashi points out, Rabbi Meir means he cannot eat it, nor can anyone else eat it on Shabbos. However, after Shabbos, b'chdei sheyasu, the time that it would take you to cook it after Shabbos, then he and others can eat it. 
Rameir is easy to remember. Rotz B'Shoigig, you're good. B'Mezid, not you nor others can eat it on Shabbos. After Shabbos, even you can eat it. That's Rab Meir. Rab Yehuda is a little bit more machmer. And he says like this. B'Shoigig Yoichal B'Metzoi Shabbos. B'Shoigig, he, the one that cooked, cannot eat it on Shabbos. The one that cooked, even though it was only B'Shoigig, has to wait B'Chtei Shiyasu into Matzi Shabbos. Okay, however, however, again says Rashi to make it clear, don't think that Rab Yehuda, who's speaking about the one who cooked it, is trying to tell you that only he has to wait until Matzah Shabbos. Let's read Rashi inside. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a b'shegig yoichal. Hu ba'atzmei lo Matzah Shabbos. Hu ba'y ba'yoim. Zat Rashi in Rabbi Yehuda. Loi hu, loi acherim. Also good. It's easier to remember. Rabbi Meir was speaking about him and others. Rabbi Yehuda in this first step, b'shegig means both. Not he nor others. Why did he only speak about him? Says Rashi, the idea the boy lamisna sefer bididei tamenash tamenami bereisha bididei. So let's seek him b'meizid b'meizid. Here the chachamim penalized the one that did it. Lo yoichal elamis. He can never eat it. But you get it. Who did they penalize? Only the one that made it. So now, what? Since Rabbi Yehuda, by the case of b'meizid, is only writing it on who. That's why B'Shoigig, he also spoke about who, even though Rabbi Yehuda really meant who va'achir. Nachamol. The mayor holds, B'Shoigig, everyone can eat it. You and others can eat it. B'Mezid, Anshabs. B'Mezid, the mayor simple. Everyone has to wait, B'Chdeshi Yasu. Rabbi Yehuda holds like this. B'Shoigig, who va'achirim, have to wait, Matzah Shabbos. If you did it, B'Mezid, other people can eat it, Matzah Shabbos, B'Chdeshi Yasu. But he can never eat it. Now Rabbi Yechanan al-Sandl is the most machmer. And that's going to be Shittas Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yechanan al-Sandl al-Oymer B'Shoigeg yei achel l'motzoi Shabbos l'acherim v'loi loim The one who did it B'Shoigeg Chavrei can never eat it. Never. Other people depends. If the one who did it did it B'Shoigeg then they can eat it l'motzoi Shabbos v'chtei shiyasu. However B'Mezid here loi yei achel o'ylamis loi loi v'loi acherim so Rabbi Shimon holds, like Rabbi Yechen and if something was geshachten on Shabbos b'meizid, no one can never eat it. Oh, and since shechita, uh, that's not ruuya, loy shema shechita, that's why you don't pay above a chamisha. Now, my time with Rabbi Yechen and Asandler, on the meizid, why was he so penalized? Kedadarish Rabchia, apischa debeinesiya, as Rabchia expounded when he was standing on the door opening, to the house of the Nasi, it says in Parshas Kisisa, Ushmartem esa Shabbos ki koidesh hi lochem. So says Rabchia, Ma koidesh. Koidesh means holy. Koidesh means koidesh, hegdesh. Just like something that is hegdesh. Asur ba'achila, commoner can never eat it. Af maises Shabbos. If someone violated Shabbos by doing something food related, Asurim ba'achila, it can never be eaten. Never. Now, you might mistakenly think, Af Maisa Shabbos, it's even Asr Bahano. For that, Tamad Lomer Lochem, Lochem meaning Shalochem Yehei, it is still yours. And as we spoke out today, that when something is Asr, even Bahano, it doesn't have an owner halachically, because you cannot own something that is valueless. So it's yours, meaning Hano, you can have. You can give it to a dog, you can sell it to a guy. But you cannot eat it. Not you, not someone else. Now, Yochel Afilo B'Shoigig. It should be Asr B'Achila for everyone. So again, Talmud Leimer, Mechal Alehom, Mois Yumas. 
When are people put to death? People are put to death. In other words, continues the Gemara. You should know that pliable Ravachav Ravino. Chad Omar Maisa Shabbos is consuming something that was made on Shabbos, cooking or shechting, is the Isser is Midoiraisa. And by the way, based on the passing that we just mentioned, and the Chad Omar, Maisa Shabbos is only a Derabonon. Man, the Omer Doiraisa is Kidamoran. Man, the Omer Derabonon. Eating, eating something that was either, no, eating, eating, consuming food that was either slaughtered on Shabbos or cooked on Shabbos. The Shittas Rabbech and Asandler. So is it, as he showed you, Ushmart and Asa Shabbos, Kikoydeshi, Ma Kikoydesh, Asur, Af, Maisa Shabbos, Asur, that's the Doir Aisa. Umand Amr Derabbanan, Amar Kro, Kikoydesh, He, He Kikoydesh, Ve'ein Maisa of Kikoydesh, Adrab. In other words, the Pasik is, is hinting, it's like a remis, don't eat it. But the same Pasik is telling you, no, Kaidish is Kaidish. This is not Kaidish. It's only Yisra Medir And now continues the Gemara, one second. We're going back to the question. The one that understands that the Yisra is Medir Raisa. Amtu Lohachi, turning to the Ayin Aleph Amid Beis. It makes sense that the Chachamim said that your potter, as we spoke out, who is the Rabbanon? The Rabbanon is Rab Shimon. That whole Shechita She'ein Ru'uya is Lav Shema Shechita. But the people that hold that Shechting on Shabbos, Midoy Raisa, allows you to eat it. Which means Midoy Raisa, the Shechita is the Shechita Ru'uya. It's again on my potter, Rabbanon. Gewaldik answers the Gemara. The opinion that understands that Maisa Shabbos is only Asr Midrabanan, when they learned this Braisa and the Chachamim said Patri, they were not referring to all the three cases. The Braisa gave three cases Gana Vitavach Bishabbos, Gana Vitavach Lavidazara, and Shairhanisko. It was only Ashara and Lavidazara and the Shairhanisko. Good. Well, not good, but that's what it is. That's the way they understood the Braisa. Now, going back to Rabbi Meir, and by the way, going back to Rabbi Meir, this is regardless whether you have to understand him that he sent a shliach or if he did it himself. Let's analyze exactly how does it work. Yushech to Avedazara, Rav Meir said that you're chayv. Now let's use with the shliach. We already resolved, there's no kamlei with the rabbimine. Right? The one who shechted is chayv misa, and the mishaleach is going to be the one that's going to have to pay. The Gemara has a question. Even the Shachat Bapurta Asra. And to speak out a few words of introduction, and it's, where we will have this Machlekes on Daf Ayan base. This is a very famous Machlekes. We learned this many times together between Eshlakish and Abiyechna. And the question is whether Eino Shchita Elo Libasoif or Yeshna Lishchita Mitchila Vaatsoif. What does that mean? Eino Shchita Elo Libasoif, a Shchita, that's going to allow us to eat an animal, is a shchita where one cuts the, at least the roiv, the majority, of the kana and of the veshet. The kana is the trachea, that's the windpipe. The veshet is the esophagus, that's the food pipe. It's ideal to fully sever them, but if you cut them, the roiv, if you cut the majority of both, you're good. Now there's two ways of understanding exactly how the shchita work. Do we say that what makes shechita shechita the last cut, the cut that led both pipes to be severed in their majority? Everything that was done until the end of the cut. 
everything that was done until then, in other words, the initial incision, is viewed as a preliminary. But what makes the shechita the last hair breath that brought both of the pipes from half to the majority? That's the meaning of Eino l'shechita el-lobat, that shechita sa'ish lakish. Rabbi Yechnen holds, yeshna l'shechita mitchil l'va'atzayif. That when you start shechting, even though the shechita only becomes kosher when you finalize the minimum amount, which is raiv of both the kana and the veshit, but we view the act of shechita as something that started from when you started to cut. Lamay nafkimina, very good. Let's read inside over here. If we're going to learn that 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 yeshna l'shechita mitchila va'atzayif, which is shitas Rabbi Yechanan, so shechita is considered from when you started cutting. And now let's speak about the the effect that one does to an animal that's being slaughtered. God forbid to an avodazara. When will the animal become asur bahana? From when you shecht it. From what part of the shechita? If you hold yeshna l'shechita mitchila va'atzayif, then it becomes already asr bahana from the moment you began shechting. When does Hashem obligate the ganav to pay five times the amount when he shechted it? So here, let's read inside Rashi, right above the Gemara, the fourth line from the top of the Amit, the third word in the line. You see that? Ule'inyin tashlum and dalad vehei. See Rashi above the Gemara. Here, Rashi is quoting something, and we're going to learn that on Daf Ayin Beis, it's going to be challenged, but we're going to come back to this conclusion, that the words, Utevachai, this is a word in the Torah, Kulai Bo'inon, Kedamirinon Lekamon. In other words, when it comes to the penalty of you having to pay five, there's no debate. You are only Chayiv five when you fully slaughtered it. Now we got a problem. When are you Chayiv for shechting an animal, if the animal that you shechted belonged to its owner? The moment it doesn't belong to its original owner, right? Remember that opinion that holds that Yish Kaina, if Yish is Kaina, you shechted your animal or you shechted an animal that belongs to no one, like in our case, the moment something is Asr Bahana, halachically it has no owner. So why is there a Chiyuv? Gabaldic a question. Even the Shachabah Purta, the moment you started to shecht it again, if we are going to hold, and we are going with the Shita of Yeshna, Lishchita, Mitchil of so already Asra, because it's Avayda Zara. So now, Idach, the remaining, the remaining, uh, when, you con- when you continue to cut it, Isurei Hanohu, you're already shechting an animal that's Asr Bahano. And therefore, halachically, Veloi Demari Kotavach, it doesn't have an owner. So the Ganav should be fully exempt. So that actually, that explains Shita's Chachamim. But it's a cash against Rav Meir, we'll skip the parentheses, Amaravon, it must be. That where does Rav Meir say that Yechayiv, look what we're doing. Aside of the challenge and the solution, which is already a limited solution, it's only where he sent a shliach to shechtet. There's another detail. That Ba'aymer, that a declaration was made that Bigmar Zivichahu Oivda. I'm only making this an Avaydazara by the last hair breath of the shechita. So here, simultaneously, you're making both the act of Avaydazara and you're doing shechita. As long as you resolve the Kamalei B'dar for example, you did it through a Shliach, you're going to be Chayv Abar V'chamish. Continues the Gemara, Shoyr HaNiskal, we mentioned we're going to come back to the third case of the B'raisa. Here, Yisuri Hananinu, the Shoyr HaNiskal, no one can derive benefit. So again, the same question, Lav the Mari Kotavach, so it doesn't, doesn't belong to anyone. So why are you Chayv to pay Chamisha? Or if it's a lamb, Arba? Again, we'll skip the parentheses. Answers the Gemara, Amar Rava, 
Look at the Gemara Zan, says genius. The case is the following. A person had an animal. The person gave an animal to the Shomer. And while it was in the possession of the Shomer, the Hizik Bebe Shomer. Now what did we learn in the Masechta earlier on? That the Shomer is in the place, remember that? Of the owner, to pay for damages. But let's begin with an ox. What happens with the ox? When an ox kills, the ox has to get killed. Now here the Gemara adds, The ox became a more than killing. And by the way, many Rishonim don't have these words in the Gemara. Because really, for what we're trying to make the point, it's not relevant. Even if it was not a muad, Okay, so for some reason, some we have, we're going to read what it says here. And now, Let's go further. The, the, the based in Paskin, the ox has to be put to death. Okay, now what happened? Someone went and stole the ox and shechted the ox. That was the case. Why, how should that help? So explains the Gemara that Rav Meir both holds like Rabbi Yaakov, as we'll explain, and he holds like Rav Shimon, as the Gemara will explain. So like Rabbi Yaakov, the Amar, Af Mishenigmar Dinoi, that even after based in Paskin, that the ox has to be put to death, if the Shomer returned this ox to the owner, we had that on the Mem He tells the owner, you gave me an ox. I'm giving you back an ox. And therefore, Muhsar it's considered returned. So normally the Shomer is going to be held responsible if he cannot return what he got. But here, as long as the ox is under his possession, even though Bezdin said the ox has to be put to death, he gets away by returning to the owner this ox that is high of mis that has to be stoned. And on top of that, the Savalakir Abshimin, the Omar Abshimin says, that something that can cause benefit of money is considered money. What does that mean? The Tanan, as we learned, this will be the example. If a person steals Hegdish, what did we learn many times together? Shoy re'eyu, that's where you have to pay kefal, that's where you have dalad vehey. But if you steal something that belongs to Hegdish, that there's a din of me'ila. But there's no din, not of kefal and not of dalad vehey. However, Rab Shimon says like this, if a person made a nether, not an adava, if a person says, haray olai, to bring, let's say, a carbon oil. And then I designated an animal to be my carbon oil. Since the obligation comes on the person, it began, I am obligated. What were to happen if that animal gets stolen or lost or dies? The person is not off the hook. The person has to replace that animal. So Rabbi Shimon holds, if someone steals that animal from me, he has to pay me kefal. And he has to pay me dalad vehey if there was tvicha mechira. I shoyda eyev aloyshod hegdish. So Rabbi Shimon holds that since this animal if it would not have been stolen, I would have exempted my obligation by bringing this animal to the Beis HaMikdash. Now that it's stolen, I have to replace it by spending my own new chulen money. So this is an animal that's guided to mumming, so it's still considered my mumming. Gavaldik. Now let's, now let's bring to the case of the Shoyer Nisko. Let me speak this out. The Shoyer has an animal under his guardianship that became a Shoyer that's hived to be stoned. First of all, according to Rabbi Yaakov, he can still give it back to the owner. It, the the Shoyer killed another person and based on Paskin that it has to be stoned. Now, even though the owner really can't do anything with it, Rabbi Yaakov holds, and Avmeir will hold like Rabbi Yaakov, that he can give it back to the owner and he won't have to replace the ox. 
You gave me an ox, here's your ox back. When a person stole the ox from the Shomer, he's causing the Shomer to undergo a monetary loss. Because now he has to buy a new ox to give it back to the owner. In this case, even though the Shomer is a Shomer Niskol, Rav Meir says, Yechayif to pay, Dalad Bey. Gavaldik. We see from Rav Shimon by Kachim, So that's the reason why the mayor is Machayev. Now, why would the Chachamim say it's Pater? Either because they don't hold like Rav Shimon, or because they don't hold like Rabbi, like Rabbi Yaakov. You have to hold like both of them for this to work. You can hold like Rav Shimon, but if you don't hold that the Shemit can return the ox to the owners, it's not Goyim Lamamim. There's nothing you can do with it. So of course you're Pater. Or, even if you hold like Rabbi Yaakov, that you can give it back to the owners, if you don't hold up the concept that Dovar Haggoyim, Lumamin is Kamamin Dami, you also are not going to be Chayv Shoy Re'e, Yuvuloy Shor Hegdish. Very good. Says the Gemara Omar Avkahano, I want you to know that Amrisol Lishmaitzak Hamedir Abzavid Vinardo, that as I was repeating this entire sugi in front of Rabbi Zavid, I, meaning Rav Kahana, asked the following question, How can you paskin like Rav Meir, like Rav Shimon? What does he mean not like Rav Shimon? In other words, we are understanding that, going back to the beginning of what we learned today, that if you shecht on Yom Kippur, Rav Meir is the one that holds that loike umeshalem because if you would not hold like Rav Meir, everyone else, by the way, everyone else includes Rav Shimon, they would not hold what the Mishnah says. They would hold that if you shecht on Yom Kippur, you don't have to pay Dalad Vehei. Why not? Because ain't no loike umeshalem. So, and not like Rav Shimon, v'hoktani sefer Rav Shimon poiter b'shnei elu. Ah, the fact that Rav Shimon, at the end of the Mishnah, and daf ayin, Right, the Mishnah gave four cases in the final clause. One was Ganav v'tavach l'refua. The next one was Ganav v'tavach l'klavim. In other words, it's not that the food is not edible, but the owner, the Ganav, designated it not to be eaten as food. Then the other two cases was he shechted it and it was treifa or chulen ba'azara. So in all of these cases, the Tana says yechayiv arba v'chamisha and the pshimin pointed b'shnei elu. And as we learned when we learned yesterday, the Mishnah, Bishnei Elu means that only in the latter two cases, since halachically it's not Ru'uya Lachila, Rab Shimon holds Shechita She'ene Ru'uya Lachshma Shechita. You didn't shecht it. But when it comes, Lerifua, or to Klavim, since the food is edible, you don't want to eat it, well, change your mind. Bottom line is, Rab Shimon holds Yechayiv, I'm sorry, Rab Shimon holds that, uh, that Yechayiv. You only put it on the last two. What does that mean? That Rab Shimon is only arguing on the last two cases. But it appears that he agrees with the rest of the Mishnah. That can't be. Because we just said that our Mishnah can only go according to Rab Meir that holds like a Mishalim. That's what Rab Kahana asked that question. So Amar Lei, so Rab Zavid told Rav Kahana, Loi, no, that Rav Shimon, who said that his moide bishnei elu, or he argues, I'm sorry, bishnei elu, he's only referring to the final clause of the Mishnah, the four cases, again, that you shechted l'refua, or l'klavim, or treif, or chulun ba'azara. From those four cases, Rav Shimon says, the last two, your putter. But he's not agreeing or disagreeing or opining on anything that the Mishnah spoke about in the beginning. 
that loy mechlal the mayda betavach hamachal l'rafur leklavim. There is mayda that you're chayiv. But it's not that Rav Shimon is agreeing or disagreeing with the earlier parts of the Mishnah, so therefore the kasha is not a kasha. Continuing quoting from our Mishnah, Ganaf Mishal Aviv v'tavach umachar v'chulei. So the din was that if he shechted an animal before his father died, and now his father dies, and he is one of the Yarshim, nevertheless, he's chayv to pay the Arbova Chamisha. Now, the Arbova Chamisha, he won't pay in its entirety. Because we have to make believe as if he pays the Arbova Chamisha to the father's estate. He is one of the Yarshim. So, so he pays himself that part. But the brothers get. So, what will happen if Ganaf Shoir Shalshnei Shutafim? If someone steals an ox that belongs to partners, Utavachi and he shechts it. Now look at this case. The Ganif goes to one of the partners and says, you know, I stole your ox and I shechted it and we learned the rule, Maida Biknas Pater. He's Pater from Kefal, he's Pater from Dal of the Hay. But he's only Pater for that partner. He was only Maida to one partner. And let's also learn the Sugya Kishita Srab that we just had a few daf ago. That even if two Adam come later, you're still potter. So he was maida to one partner. However, to the other partner, he completely denied that he did anything wrong. And now Adam come. Great question. So what do we do? Mahu. Do we say that when the trader uses the words Khamisha Bakar, Amarachmana, it means Khamisha Khatsoi Bakar. To one to one partner, Maida Bakanas Potter. So what's the question? I have to pay half of that to one partner. Maybe Chamisha means Chamisha, not half. Or Dilma, the opposite. Chamisha Bakr Amar Achmana, Vafilu Chamisha Chatzai Bakr. It can go both ways. Which way does it go? So that's the question that Rava asked Rav Nachman. So Amalei, Rav Nachman tells Rava, Chamisha Bakr Amar Achmana, Chamisha means Dafka 5, Veloi Chamisha Chatzai Bakr. So now that he gave that answer, that he won't have to pay the partner anything, you're only chayv when you pay it all. So now Rava is going to try to refute Rav Nachman from our Mishnah. Ace, maybe we learned in our Mishnah, the case that we just mentioned, that if a person steals, and he steals an ox that belongs to his father, and then v'tafach, then he shechts it. Or he, then he sells it. And in this sequence, and then so it's said in our Mishnah, Mishalam Tashlumi he has to pay four or five. Now, the Hahachi over here, Kivan the Mace of it, since his father died, Kmoi Shikadam Dami. Why? As we just spoke out, when he'll have to pay the Arbava Khamisha, he's not paying the Arbava Khamisha to the brothers. He's paying it to the state. He is part of the state. Some of it he's exempt of. Some of it will have to pay to the brothers. So you see from our Mishnah that you are, you could be obligated to partially pay the Dalad Vehei. Viktani Mishal and Tashom Rachamisha, Gavaldic, question against Rav Nachman. Amalei responds Rav Nachman to Ravam. Hachabamayaskinon. Do you know what our Mishnah is speaking about? Only Kigoyin Sha'amad Avividin. He stole it from his father, and he shechted the animal, and his father took him to a dentaira, and bathed in paskin, you gotta pay your father four or five. Then his father passed away. Now, in a Hanami, he won't have to pay all of it because he inherits his father's estate, like his brothers. But the reason why you were him to pay that Baba Hamisha is because while you gave him that obligation, he needed to pay all of it. 
So it doesn't refute Rav Nachman, who says, if it's not all, then it's nothing. Abel asks the Gemara, what are you telling me? That if Lo'yamad Badin and his father died, that my Eina Mashalim Zuma Ramisha? Yeah? Ay Bazoi, the classical question. Ihachi, Adetani Seifa, the Seifa we didn't learn yet. Guys, the Seifa is on the Ayn Dawud. The Mishnah and the Seifa contrast this Mishnah. And there it says, Ganavish Alaviv, look at the sequence there. If he stole from his father, he didn't shecht it yet. He stole from his father. And then his father died. Vameis. And then he shechts it, or then he sells it. So it says in the Mishnah, You know why not? Because if his father died before he shechted it, he inherited part of the animal. So he shechted an animal that partially belongs to him. Now, he shouldn't have shechted it because it doesn't only belong to him, but it partially belongs to him. So now the question is, if you, Rav Nachman, are right, why did you have to go to a completely new case? We always like making a contrast as close as possible. Sticking to the same case. Niflaik day. Why didn't the Mishnah say better? In our Mishnah that Yechayim HaBar V'chamisha Only Kishama Bedin. But if Layam Bedin, You know, it's even if he shechted it B'chayim of his father According to you, Rav Nachman Eine Meshalim Tashlumi HaBar V'chamisha So Amalai to which Rav Nachman responded The Mishnah Taka could have said it I, why did the Mishnah seemingly change to a new case? The Gemara says it's exactly not changing to a new case. This is a typical example how we know the Mishnah wants to be symmetrical. Either the Nasiv Reisha, since the, the Reisha, the Mishnah that we learned, is grabbing, is hopping the case that Ganav, Mishal Aviv, Vitavach, Umachar, and then Vameis, in other words, Vacharkach Meis Aviv, so we're giving a contrast that it will be different that if you steal from your father and first your father dies and then 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 will be otherwise but that Nachman is standing that whenever the Chiyuv won't be to pay all of it the Shasa Chiyuv you won't be high to pay any of it now there's a very interesting story here yes 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 According to Rav Nachman, we're talking about. Do you know Avraham That's what Rav Nachman initially said because based on cannot be machayiv someone to pay Avraham if it's not full payment. Now continues the Gemara. The second to last word in the second to last line. Let Safra. The next morning, Rav Nachman wakes up and he meets Rav and he tells him, "I changed my mind." No, even half of Bakr. In other words, going back to our Mishnah, now it's taka better to say for. No, if, if he would have shechted it, and his father was living when he shechted it, even if there was no Ahmad Bedin, he would have to pay the part that his brothers owned, Arbava Hamisha. So one second, I, Baha'i, he tells him, Baha'i, the reason why I did not give you that answer last night, Daf Ayin Beis, look at this, this is a statement that's quoted a lot in Hasidus. Now, I'll, first of all, to learn the literal meaning, there is a Machlaikis Rashi Toysus. Rashi writes, look inside the top Rashi, meaning he, he used a mushroom, not because I didn't eat meat. He said that I didn't eat the meat, I didn't think into it deeply. You know, I slept on it. Sadiqim, they have dreams, they remember, they went to Gan Eden, and he got a better, a deeper, a truer understanding. Toysvis says, look inside the top Tura. not, it means literally. Rav Nachman said that he was fasting, it's Gavaldic. 
he was hungry, so his mind wasn't thinking well. And he says, now I ate, I ate a good steak, so my, my mind became better. And I understand, again, he retracted his opinion. Now let's go back and conclude the Gemara. Now, the if we allow someone to be charged five halves, you don't have to be charged all the halves, then why don't we say that even if his father passed away, and then he shechted it, and Taka, he is a part owner, but he's, he's a part not owner. Why, don't we, why aren't we him to pay in that case? So Amar Leis, so Rav Nachman says like this, that Reisha, meaning, we're not speaking about financial obligations. What we have to clarify is, what he did was a total Asr Dikan act, was it Kulay Be'isura? Well, like this, if he shechted it when it belonged to his father, none of it belonged to him, his entire act was a sin. Yes, his father passed away, and he inherits his, some of his father's estate, so he won't, he'll pay from the right pocket to the left pocket. But the Isr was a full Isr. Seifah. If he stole it when his father was alive, the stealing was a Kula Yisura. But if his father passed away and then he shechted it, when he shechted it, he was a partner in it. Now, he made a partial Isr. But he didn't shaft it fully so there the Mishnah is going to say on Ayin Dalit, he pays none of the Arba of Hamisham. That's fantastic. Emir Tzashem to be continued.